Welcome back to the Call Game Podcast. We have a jam-packed podcast today. We're going to be talking about the NBA draft, the MLB trade deadline, some uh, Celtics fan stuff, and then maybe some Aaron Rodgers uh, stuff as he re-signed. So I guess we're going to start with the trade deadline. A lot of big moves. Um, Yeah, let's just get into those right now. Yeah, this was... One of the most active trade deadlines we've had in a while. There were so many teams just unloading. The teams unloading had some big names that were switching hands t- as well. We had the Nationals, Cubs, and the Twins just unloading talent. That pretty significant talent. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 All-Stars traded mm-hmm. in a matter of 48 hours, which is crazy to think about. So, really exciting uh, few days for the MLB. Yeah, um, so I think the biggest trade for sure is Scherzer and Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. Um, yeah, it's the sexiest. It's pretty ridiculous. It's like one of the best shortstops in the league and one of the best pitchers in the league going to the team that's already the favorite to win the championship so or to win the world series so i mean i don't this obvi- i think this moves the needle a lot for me because there was some other teams that were looking really good like the padres and the giants who also made additions of their own that we can get into but this move really just is insane it like really just takes them to a whole nother level. I mean, even if Trevor Bauer like never play, pitches another game in the MLB for the rest of his life, they still have Kershaw, Scherzer, uh, Bueller. Like they still yeah. have such good pitching. And then you also add Trey Turner. Like they're they just have such. They're so loaded. They have like almost an all-star at so many, almost all their positions, I feel like. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, The Dodgers completely blow it open with officially the highest payroll of all time, which is interesting to think about. They traded their number one and number two prospects, Yeah, Calvert Ruiz and another pitcher who I forget, Calvert Ruiz. Josiah Gray, I think. The only reason I know those names is because they're in MLB The Show. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they sent out their top two prospects for one of the best pitchers in the league, Max Scherzer, who's been quietly a, better, a good pitcher this year because he's been on the terrible Nationals, and Trey Turner. And I'm excited for Trey Turner to be on uh, the big stage of L.A. because he kind of similar to Xander Bogarts, my uh, Red Sox shortstop, are very underrated. Trey Turner's been one of the best shortstops in baseball for a while now, and I think people are going to start to realize that when you see him in the postseason and when you see him on a bigger market like L.A. Just looking at his career numbers, he's a career 300 batter, just under 100 homers for his career. And he's also stolen 200 bags. So this guy's a real five-tool player. His defense is pretty solid over there at short. I think Corey Seager's injured right now for the Dodgers, and maybe this puts his future in jeopardy. And they'll have Trey Turner for this year and the next year, so it's not truly a rental. Mm-hmm. And I, is a rental. I'm, Go ahead. 
I'm pretty sure uh, Seager's a free agent after this year. Yeah, so, so I maybe he's the long-term plan. Well, yeah. yeah, or maybe they try to trade him. Who knows? Although you can't now, it's past the deadline. But yeah, that that's interesting an interesting thing. Do. It's interesting to see where mm-hmm. they'll play them if everyone's healthy. Yeah, that that will be interesting. I mean, like you said, they just have a dominant pitching staff. I think. Even though they're not in first place in the division, I think this puts them as talent-wise the most clearly the best in baseball in terms of just pure talent. Yeah. If they can stay healthy, put it together, maybe Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts can start performing as we expect them to. Did you know that Cody Bellinger's batting like 150 this year? I didn't know that. Wow. He's been just terrible. The last two years, he's batting like under 200 after his MVP Mm. season. No one really knows what's going on with him, but he's still a plus defender, and uh, so he'll be on the team. But that's just if they get him rolling, Mookie Best is only batting like 250 this year. If he gets rolling, I mean Trey Turner is gonna help any team he goes to. I mean that Max Scherzer sweepstakes was a. Did you see the tweet from someone that the, he was finalizing a deal, or they were finalizing a deal to send him to uh, the Padres? Yeah. And and I was like, oh, he's going to the Padres. And I look a little while later, and he's like, no, he's going to the... It's like, oh, it's not official. Then later he goes to the Dodgers, obviously. But did the Padres kind of fleece the Dodgers here, just kind of releasing it? I think it was actually a move by the Nationals, like sending it out there. Then the Dodgers being like, oh, crap, he's about to go to our rivals, put in a few more prospects. More. And yeah. They get, get the blockbuster trade done. But that was really the most surprising deal at the deadline, in my opinion. It just... That shocked me for sure. Yeah. It is. Do you have always... the Dodgers coming out? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd still pick them over anyone else, period, let alone the division. I, I mean, I, th- I, I guess I don't. I think they'll end up winning the division and the World Series. I just, okay. with that amount of talent, I don't see how anyone can really compete. Especially, we might talk about this, I don't know, Tatis got hurt, I think, yesterday, right. so... I didn't see how bad it was, too. Yeah, know? me neither. I just saw, like, the initial mm-hmm. panic. Right. Alright. Do you want to move on to a... We'll save your Yankees for a little All right. bit. We won't get into them. I don't want to hear about them right away. Too early for that. But we can get into any other of those guys. Let's do... Does anyone jump out at you? Uh, I want to talk about Chris Bryant a bit. Yeah, go um, ahead. I think that's a good move, obviously. it's. N- I mean, all these moves we're going to talk about, like, it's hard to really argue with them unless you really know about the prospects. Um, but Bryant, like, th- he adds some... I don't know. I don't... Like... He just will make that team a lot better, and I feel like they kind of need a guy, a more proven guy like that, if they're going to make a deep playoff run. Sorry, my, my cut off there for a second. So no, you're good. Any. But, yeah, Brian to the Giants. The Giants were quiet for a while, pretty much the whole deadline, and then right at the end you see Chris Bryant. I assume he's going to play outfield and maybe first base, but... uh. I always saw him as the third baseman, but he's been playing outfield for the past year, year and a half, which is surprising to me. But is he a rental? He's a rental, right? Um, I would assume so. Let me. I, I'm track. pretty sure he's a rental. But yeah, when you're on that, uh, yeah, 
I mean, you get a guy like Brian, he's going to help your lineup. You're in first place if you're the Giants. You kind of have to make a move. Peace the fans, but I think this will help them. You got the Dodgers and Dodgers all around you making huge moves, and they had to get their foot in the water. And getting that guy like Brian, he's good in the clubhouse. He's going to put up numbers. He's been pretty consistent aside from one bad year in 2020, which was kind of a weird year all around. That aside, he's been pretty consistent, and he's going to help your team out. And in the postseason, he's definitely going to be a boost to their odds to win the World Series. Yeah, he's cur- he's but, on a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't we'll think he propels them over. over yeah, the Dodgers I don't and, think uh, so either. Dodgers, but hey, we've been doubting the Giants all year. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, what who you pick the next one? Is I want to talk about Javi real quick. All right. So Javi was the next pin to fall in the Cubs uh, demolition. But uh, he goes to the Mets. The first place Mets. And they they needed to make a move in my opinion just to secure that division. They kind of have a three and a half game lead. But the other teams are 500 teams so it's kind of a weird situation for them. The Phillies actually got Gibson from the Rangers who is an mm. all-star and you know, Dabrowski's going to make that big move. And I really like that for them. So they have Zach Wheeler, Nola, and uh, Gibson, kind of three-headed monster. Yeah. Yeah, and the Mets also got Rich Hill a little earlier in the week from the Rays for pretty much nothing, just like cash. But, uh, yeah, I like Javi. But I, I want to talk about how he's a little overrated. Uh, so Javi is setting a record all-time in the league for uh, strikeouts, whiff percentage, and uh, chase percentage. Put all those together and you're looking at a guy who's kind of all or nothing. For those who don't know what those stats are, it's basically he's swinging and missing a lot, he's swinging at balls or pitches out of the zone a lot, and he's striking out a lot because of it, so really not a good combo. But he's also putting up really good power numbers and he's going to play a great second base assuming Francisco Lindor stays at short. But for that, it's gotta, they just got to stay healthy. DeGrom hopefully will come back better than ever. Uh, Lindor, he's hurt right now. Hopefully he comes back, finds his groove. And you got Javi and uh, Lindor up the middle with DeGrom on the mound. That's a that's a solid team right there to bring out the first day of the postseason. Yeah, I believe I'm, I'm pretty sure I picked them to win the World Series in our, like, Going in, season yeah, preview. So I I was just kind of doing that to be different and not pick the Dodgers, but it's right. I, it doesn't look horrible. Like I do no, it they do have a lot of guys and their pitching is pretty good. If DeGrom, I mean it seems like he's going to be fine. They're just being really careful and making sure he's healthy for the playoffs, but I think they're they're in a good spot and Adding Baez is a great move. It is worrisome how, like, he... All their big stars, it seems like, don't really hit for average. Yeah. But I guess... Like Alonzo and Lindor and Baez. I guess it's the unsung guys that do, like, Nimmo and McNeil. Dominic Smith. Yeah. So, I mean, I think their lineup is pretty great. So, I... I think his, like, 
strikeouts and all that could be hidden, although they could be an issue. They w I mean, it's obviously not something you want to see, but I think their lineup is good enough that it'll be hidden. Quick uh, Tatis update here. Partial shoulder dislocation. Hmm. Not a doctor, but that doesn't sound good. But could be like one or two weeks, and or it could be six years. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. For those who do know what that means, there you go. So Tatis is out for the time being. And uh, just going through some of the other moves, Adam Frazier. Did we talk about Adam Frazier? I don't think I don't we. think so. This is, so we've gone over the Dodgers, we've gone over the Giants. This is the Padres move to uh, make a push in the NL West. And kind of a log jam. Now that Tatis is down, maybe it opens things up, but what do you see Frazier's role being on the Padres, and how does he impact them going forward? Um, I mean, that's a team that is already pretty loaded. Like, I'm not even sure where he's going to play. I guess they'll probably find a spot in the outfield. But whenever you can get a guy that's leading the MLB in hits, that's probably something you want to do. So, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of power, but I think it it'll be a good move. He's obviously a good player. And he can just set the table for Tatis. Yeah, I like it, but when we just, their depth chart going down, he's, I know people have been throwing around that he can play the outfield. Padres already have Trent Grisham, who's going to stay in there. Got guys like, uh, who's their other? Tommy Pham, who's going to stay in there. And then Will Myers, yeah. too. And you got Cronenworth, Will Myers, and uh, Hosmer. Hosmer hasn't been great lately. He's actually been hot, like, of really recent, but throughout the season he hasn't been great. But they paid him $150 million, so I don't know, like, what they're going to do. Bench the guy who they paid oh, almost $200 million. Cronenworth they really like, and that bench player, Profar, Justin Profar, Jackson Profar, they paid him $19 million to be, like, a utility guy. So they just have a big log jam on the infield and pretty much everywhere, but... It's a good problem to have yeah, when you have so many guys that are really good baseball players that you don't know where to play them. It means you're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, let's. I want to talk about the Rays a little bit. Nelson. There's two things with the Rays. Uh, yeah. They got Nelson Cruz and Tyler Glasnow is out for the year with Tommy John surgery. So... Two and they traded Diego Castillo. Right, so I'm less. I'm not that worried about the Diego Castillo thing, just because they always seem to find some reliever that throws 102, right. and will just shut shut the Yankees down in the playoffs. So, if the Yankees even make the playoffs, um, uh, so I'm not that worried about that. I am worried about Glasnow though. There's you can only like. You can only find a certain amount of pitchers. Like, you can't do this forever. The, who's going to pitch? Like, you need to fill innings. And if, uh, what's his name? Yarborough is, like, their only Yarbrough guy that goes terrible. longer than, like, five innings. How are they going to put a season together? Like, I really worry about can that. You, can I you worry name the race? Starting pitchers. No, I can name Yarbrough. In the last two weeks. And I think maybe a guy named Patino started a game against the Yankees. 
And a guy named McClanahan started against the Yankees. Oh, yeah. I know McClanahan and uh, Yarbrough are in the rotation, but the other guys are just openers. The Rays are just selling out of this bullpen style of baseball, and it's it's like nothing we've ever seen before. There's no fifth-day starter. There's, there's just whoever's ready to go at the given day, but... Yeah, it's questionable, but the Rays, the Rays will raise. That's what they always say. Like, the Rays do what they do. They have their own way of doing it. They'll stick with it. I like the Nelson Cruz edition a lot, just because they've had like some of the worst production and power from like the right hand side and from the DH spot. So I like that. He'll give them their power numbers that they need. And at like what 42, he's still doing what he does. Hit balls out of the yard. Yeah. Um. So. We can go yes, there's through, some other moves. Just like, real quick. Kimbrel to the White them, Sox. Yeah. That's, yeah, nothing huge, but yeah, I like that. I think it helps them out a lot. They only had like two or three guys in the bullpen that could really roll that they could rely on. I think it was like Kopech, uh, Hendricks and uh, some other guy, I forget his name, but adding Kimbrel will really help them out. Uh, Starling Marte to the A's, I think it's actually a Bad trade for the A's in the long run. They give up Wizardo, who like yeah. pitched great the 2020 shortened season. Did not bounce, did not continue his success. He had a bad year this year. But for the Marlins, I love this trade. They get a guy in Wizardo who has huge upside. He's proven he can do it before in the past. And the Marlins, they just develop pitchers with great success. They've done yeah. really well over there developing their pitching staff. So for Wizardo, he's lucky to go over there. Hopefully he can find his groove. But for a rental like Marte, I think they gave up too much. But uh, I think Marte will help them this year for sure. But, yeah. I think the A's I, are probably... In the long run, I think they'll regret that. Yeah, I think they're happy to have him. But I think after seeing all those other trades, they're probably kicking themselves a little bit. Um, like, other guys, you just get you can just give up, like, your 15th and... Like, two prospects in the mid-teens of your system, and you can just get a guy like that. So... They're pro it Lazardo was probably a little unnecessary to give up even though he has really struggled. Um, but I still I don't I don't really believe in the A's that much anyway, so that even is another argument against it, but Marte will help them for this year for sure. Alright. Any other quick ones we can Barrios um to the Blue yeah, Jays. The, they need a they paid for him. This. But they, but they still pay. don't have enough pitching, in my opinion, to actually do anything in the playoffs. They also got two bullpen arms that I like. Just a quick note. All right. I've got a hot take real All quick. Right. Fire away. Just out of the middle of nowhere. The Blue Jays will win the American League East next year. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say this year, and I was going to say you're smoking something. No, no, no. But, uh... Yeah, I, uh, their lineup's one of the best in baseballs in baseball. They have guys like Vladdy, Bo Bichette, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Just They can flat-out rake. Simeon's been great for them, and their bullpen has blown more games than anyone else this season. They've gotten, they got help in the bullpen, who will be here next year. Brios will be here next year. If they can get their pitching act together, they got Ryu for next year, too. If they can get their pitching and bullpen act together, I think they'll be a... Uh, a team that will be able to compete for the American League. Even though I just said that they're going to win the division, I don't necessarily think that's true. I just think it's a very well possibility that 
I think the Blue Jays are going to be stacked going into next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make a wild card push either uh, this year. Yeah, I I agree. I definitely right. see the upside there. Um, I guess it's time to get into Yankees and Red Sox. Do, we can... do your Yankees. So, I have a whole thing, but you can go ahead first. We got Joey Gallo. He will be here for next year, too. Um, the Yankees got Joey Gallo. Yeah, and the Yankees also got Anthony Rizzo, who hit a 449-foot home run in his first game as a Yankee last night. He will only, he's a rental. Um, I like these moves a lot. It's What it is is Brian Cashman is managing for his job, so or general managing for his job. Yeah. So he's finally doing what he's not done and what makes Yankee fans hate him so much. So I, I like it. I'm a little worried that I, if, the, if the Yankees were like two games out of first place right now, I'd be on top of the world. But the fact that they're not even in the playoffs right now does really scare me. Um, I, th- I still believe that they'll end up in a wild card spot or maybe in the division lead, but that's a long shot. And I think these moves will really help. I love getting lefty bats with the short porch, even though I hate when people like use that as an excuse for like why the Yankees are good. Um, I can already see Rizzo being like aw- an awesome Yankee, and Gallo hits bombs, so I I like it. I'm I'm feeling positive. Yeah, I'd hope so. He's got two All-Stars in 48 hours. Yeah. But, uh, you see their, uh, you see their, because the Yankees make people shave. Yeah. Cut. I hate that, but whatever. Haircut. They look like, uh, they look like prison shots. They're interviews. Mm. Pictures from the Gallo and uh, Rizzo's interview. They look like mug shots, but that's a side note. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a Red Sox fan, I'm terrified of the moves they make. Watching the Red Sox do nothing while the Yankees... And they the got Yankees Schwarber. Plays. Okay, we'll get into it. But uh, do stuff that I wish the Red Sox would do. I think Gallo, I was kind of expecting. I think that's a really good move. He'll be here for two years. Well, including this year is one of them. But even if this year's a wash, having him for next year will be amazing. He's going to put up 50 bombs next year. I saw yeah. a graph of overlaying Yankee Stadium with the Ranger Stadium and all of his flyouts. Yeah, he would it's have like, like 35 bombs. Literally the two pitch. opposite sides of the spectrum of hitter friendly and pitcher friendly parks. Yeah, I mean, Gallo's got to love where he's going. He's going to yeah. get a huge payday when his contract's up next year because he's going to be putting up bombs. But I think he's going to be everything you wanted Stan to be. And that standing can't be just hit moonshots. I mean, with more consistently consistency, it's going to be interesting to see because if the Yankees, like you said, don't make the playoffs this year, everything's kind of just like, eh, was that really worth it? They gave up a lot of prospects. Right, right. That's Especially my with worry. the Rizzo, if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to look bad. But if they make a wild card game and they win and then they go to the playoffs, it's going to look like a success. So. A yep. lot riding on the season for the Yankees with Cashman, Boone. I mean, they're playing for jobs. Everyone pretty much is just, uh, yikes. That's 
that's a lot of pressure right now in New York. But one and zero since the trade deadline. Any, yeah, go so ahead. That's oh, all I have there to you say. Go. Do you have anything else on the uh, um, on the Yanks? They also got Andrew Heaney. He's like not. That's not really a big deal. I mean, it's just pitching depth. All, their pitching has been really good, but. They it just, has been good. It's, They've been really good since. Right, yeah. I mean, Tyone has been awesome lately. Montgomery has been Yerman. good. Yeah, he's Herman. been good. Herman. Garrett Cole has been not, like, amazing. Not so good. But he's had Four good Four ERA starts. since the crackdown. All right. That's, he, <laughs> has, he still has, like, a three ARA. Four. So. Yeah, well, because he was cheating the first half of the oh, season. My goodness. We can argue about this some other he time. He had a 128-pitch, like, Complete game shutout. So after the crackdown, I think he's fine. The broken clock is right twice a day. That's all oh I'm gonna my say. God. No broken clock <laughs> is right for a 128 pitch shutout against the best hitting team in the it American right, League. It's right twice a day, and it was right, right that day. Right. But, uh, we'll see. Look at it as a whole. We'll Take see. Take that game he out. He's a five. Throws a no hitter in the wild card game, and then we play the Red Sox in the Ooh, first round and sweep them. The wild card game. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see in you in October. All right. But, uh, no, is that all you have on the yeah, Yankees? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, let me get into the Red Sox. Bloom, first, well, let me just say, welcome to Boston, Bloom, because he trades for an all-star, and people are at his house with pitchforks and torches ready to break down his door because... Everyone was waiting for this big, sexy move from the first-place Red Sox. The season was such a surprise, and we had high hopes going to the deadline, whether that be Scherzer or Gibson. For me, I just I just can't watch Bobby Dahl back and Franchi Cordero set strikeout records for one more night. I think they're making my real-life baseball worse just watching them take at-bats. I don't think you I will mean, have I, to watch them. They just got to play I'll their get own guys. That we've had the worst production from first base in the whole league, and we're in first place, and we don't get a first baseman. Schwarber better Schwarber. get a first baseman. He's never played it, and he said he, he will. He's fat. I don't know if it's that easy. He hasn't played infield his whole career. He's never played infield. Always outfield. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, if he plays first every day for us, then this is a great move. He's hit 25 bombs. An all-star. He's a pulled hammy right now. Just throw that into the mix. But uh, I got another wrinkle for Schwarber. He on, went on one of the best stretches we've ever seen in MLB. 16 home runs in 18 days. Batted yep. like 350. If Before that, he was batting 220 with like 10 homers. Yeah, I was going to ask you this. So if you even that out, he's batting, what, 250 with like... 15 homers instead of 25 homers? That's concerning. If he comes back from a hamstring and he plays like a guy who can hit 16 homers in 18 days, like, Heim Bloom, you're a genius, but if he bats 220 and I watch him take reps away from Hunter Renfro, who's been playing great, and Schwarber can't go to first base, and I have to watch Bobby Dahlback set strikeout records, then then it's not good, and I can watch Garrett Richards, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez get lit up like a Christmas tree every night. 
I mean, I thought we needed a middle of the rotation starter bad, and uh, we didn't get it. We're going to ride with no the guys pitching? we have. We got two bullpen guys. We got Robles from the Twins, who's throws hard, but uh, isn't very good statistically. And we got another guy from the Pirates, a lefty, who uh, I think he might spend some time in AAA, who looks decent, but nothing really right home about. Uh, but yeah, we got those three additions. But the starting pitching scares me. It really scares me. I we're putting a lot of hope into Tanner Houck and uh, Chris Sale's hands to come back and be effective starters. Chris Sale's actually pitching right now in AAA, so I'm kind of watching that while we're doing this. But, uh, man, I would have liked to see a Barrios, Scherzer type guy, Gibson type. I thought I thought Gibson was our guy. We, we were tied a lot to Gibson, and uh, our old our old uh, GM, Dabrowski, snatched it from us. But, uh, boy, would have Gibson been great for this team. That's just, that's just when you're in first place, you gotta get pitching when your pitching stinks, or yeah. a first baseman when your first baseman stinks. You just gotta fill holes, and you gotta get bullpen guys. All the teams in the American League got so much better, and we didn't do much. But this is again, if Schwarber plays like an all-star, we could be. I could be eating my words right now. Here's but that 220 for a larger sample size scares the living daylights out of me. Here's what I think. I think you're gonna. The, yeah. The Red Sox are going to rake with or without Schwarber produ- producing. Yeah. And what it's really going to come down to is the pitching. So I think the main geez, I think the main concern should be just like figuring out what pitchers are going to pitch for you in the playoffs. I think Hauk, I mean, he looked great against the Yankees. I don't know how he looks against other teams. But if you can get Sale back, Eovaldi's good. Like, I think... That's just the main thing, is figuring out who the pitchers are going to be. And that's the only yeah, worry I would have if I was a Red Sox fan. All Which is I'm a big is, worry. That's a big worry. Yeah, that is a huge worry. The slender man out in Worcester, Worcester as they call it right now, he's pitching well up to 96. Mm. So, uh... Watch out for big Chris Sale coming back in action with vengeance. He's ready to be a part of the team. All right. We've spent enough time on the trade deadline unless you have anything else you want to get off your chest. No, I got I got it all off my chest. Uh, did Rizzo just go yard again? No, their game isn't. Why is he wearing 48? Who? They are just out that? of numbers because so many retired numbers. so many numbers. <laughs> They're so great. Go to triple digits at this point. Like, jeez, Louise. Alright. Ready for winners and losers? Yeah, I thought of a few while we were doing this, so I have a good amount. Uh, decent amount. Alright, you started off. Alright, my first. No, we do not have music yet. Alright, My first winner is (laughs) um, the Orlando Magic for getting Jalen Suggs in the draft when it looked like they were going to be stuck in the fifth spot in a four-player draft where they're going to get, like, kind of screwed. But, no, they got the fun guy and not the bad guy. So I think that's <laughs> fun for their fans that I, that yeah. they're a winner for me. What a time to be a Magic's fan. No, yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, similar winner to you. Congratulations to Detroit for getting Cade Cunningham. 
a cornerstone in the franchise. Uh, well, he's the Pistons fans hope he is. I think that he'll turn this team around, and uh, being a Pistons fan hasn't really been fun since Isaiah Thomas and Ben Wallace, but what a time to be a Pistons fan. My next winner is Tim Grover. He is he was Michael Jordan's trainer. Um, when Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams posted on their Instagram stories, like they posted, they both posted the same picture, and it was a picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and it was right before they both re-signed. So it was like the one last. It was like the one. It's the last dance. They're like saying they're doing the last dance, right. just like the Bulls. And Tim Grover posted on Instagram a screenshot of Rodgers' story and said. This photo appeared in the Instagram stories of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams today. MJ and Scotty won six titles together. I believe Rodgers and Adams have zero together. Winning doesn't lie. So I thought that was a powerful statement. So he's a winner for me. And right, that, I, I might it. switch that and make Rodgers and Adams losers. Because, right. I don't know. doesn't matter. I like the whole gist you're going for. Yeah. That was a solid piece of information that I didn't really know about, but yeah, I saw that last dance uh, post from either of them, and uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll lose in the NFC Championship again. Alright, winner. Olympic uh, construction team. Uh, Australia coach Dean Boxwell. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. went absolutely ballistic after his swimmer that he's been coaching won the... Yeah. Uh, gold medal and I think in like the breaststroke or the butterfly I mean did you see the video of him just going that, haywire yeah. and he was just shaking the rail and that thing held sturdy so congratulations to the Olympic construction team for building quality railings that would stand the wrath of Dean Boxwell after Australia gets gold in swimming that's a good one Um, I my next one is kind of weak it's just Packers fans because Aaron Rodgers yeah. didn't retire. Yeah. So they're definitely I think a winner this week. They're definitely a winner. I got uh, one more winner. Uh, Russell Westbrook, we'll get into this later, but mm-hmm. he's on a winning team and uh, has a chance to win a championship. Um, Want to hop into losers? Yes. My first loser is kind of... I'm not even going to say it because it was like the same thing as my last one. Um... The Rays are a loser because Tyler Glasnow okay. is out for the year and their best pitcher is Ryan Yarbrough. Well said, well said. Couldn't have put it better myself. All right, I got a loser. Trevor Story. He's mad at the mm, organization for not trading one. him at the I deadline. Have, of that. have fun spending your time in uh, Denver for the rest of the season when he could be on a competing team like the Yankees or whoever else needed a shortstop. The Rocky said, we traded Nolan Arenado. We're not trading Trevor Story. Trevor Story is definitely a loser. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, another loser is Luke Voigt because Anthony Rizzo mm, is coming loser. for his spot. and I uh, He's do not, not coming. He's there. He has taken his spot. <laughs> um, and unless they put Stanton as an everyday outfielder and DH Voigt, he's not going to get consistent playing time. So sucks for him but I don't care because Anthony Rizzo is my savior okay uh, that was a good one I like that one alright loser AD and LeBron shot attempts yeah. <laughs> previously mentioned Russell Westbrook to the Lakers 
Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to fuel the wrath of Russell Westbrook. Uh, everyone always said, Russell Westbrook, why are you taking a 40-foot three when Kevin Durant's standing next to you? Well, now it's going to be, why are you taking a 40-foot three when LeBron and AD are standing next to you? Loser, AD, and LeBron uh, stats and shot attempts. I have another one. I have one more loser, and it's Same. Cubs fans because yeah. they are probably just so sad right now. I mean, their whole <laughs> yeah. team is gone from when they won the World literally. Series. Like they're just like quite literally. They're just done. So that that can't be fun. And they they are not even close. They're just they're just one of the worst teams in the league now. All right, loser Tony Larusa. Uh, oh, I hate him, that guy. Uh, yes. <laughs> the fight. He's so, so basically Dwayne's uh, so <laughs> pitcher hit a White Sox player Jose Abreu in the head with a fastball. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, is he okay?" Here comes Tony Larusa, storming out of the dugout on a tear. He's just high stepping. He's moving his old butt. He's making his way down at a solid speed walk pace right over to the catcher and gets mad at him for helping up the player who just got hit in the head by a 90-mile-an-hour projectile. But uh, Tony Russo making himself even more of a fool than he already is, perceived by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of losers in this Russell Westbrook situation, but There's I can just Bradley Beal, chuck them. him in there. Yeah, well... Does that make him a winner? Because now he doesn't have to play with Westbrook. Although, yeah, but now they're I think be now he has to play with worse. Kyle Kuzma. So, that <laughs> sucks. Um, yeah. That's all I have for winners and losers. Yeah. That's just a solid segment that I personally love. I don't yeah, know about you. I like too, it too. Um, Alright. We could do... I mean, it's I don't... It's time for the... Wait, do you hear that? Alright, MPA draft time. What was that? <laughs> that was the that was my attempt at like the you know like the noise they play when the pick's in? Like uh, the, oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Not bad. The twenty-fourth pick. Hold on, hold on. The pick is Go ahead. Um uh, yeah, you'll, so you'll be interrupted at some point. <laughs> Cade Cunningham went number one, I think that was a no brainer. Uh, I like Jalen Green a lot, number two, just because I've seen his high school highlights. Um, number three, Mobley. A lot of people think he could have been number one, like he was going to be number one before. Come on, Lewis. All right. Come on, Lewis, stop. I interrupt this message. Ready? Uh, we're going to do Mobley. Who, who, wait, who, what pick are you on? Third. Uh, fourth pick. All right, so with fourth, hold on. Do they do that before or after? Was was the fourth do, overall pick? With the fourth overall pick. Before. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. What? Which which one is before? The song or the pick? <laughs> the song's before. We're doing it again. All right. And then you say, okay. I know what to say. And then you say with the fourth overall yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fourth overall pick, the Orlando Magic select Jalen Suggs. No, they didn't. They selected... No, Lewis! Oh, fuck! 
All right, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> we're ra- done. It's the over. Rafters took Scotty Barnes, and I think that's dumb <laughs> because people say he's like Draymond Green or Ben Simmons, and that's not exactly Wait, the up- you upside you want with the fourth pick in the draft when you could have taken Jalen Suggs, who is exciting and good, and I think he could be the best player in this draft. So And a good basketball player. Yeah, that's pretty much my draft analysis. I just think some players are good and some players aren't good, and I think Jalen Suggs is good. And my opinions are uh, based on, like, usually based on, like, one or two college basketball games or just, like, some Instagram yeah. highlights I've seen. So as a draft expert myself, uh, my opinions are based off of the March Madness I watch, and if you play well during the one game I see you, my entire opinion is formed about you in that one game. And therefore, I like Cade Cunningham. I like Jalen Green because he had a cool overtime segment on YouTube, and he seemed pretty darn good in that. Uh, Evan Mobley, he looks pretty cool from the Instagram highlights I saw. Scotty Barnes, I've heard the name, but I don't want Draymond Green or Ben Simmons at the fourth overall pick. If you're looking for half-court buzzer beaters, Jalen Suggs your guy. He can also play football, so if an impromptu football game breaks out between teams, he's good to have on your team. And uh, that closes my draft analysis. I did not get into the draft this year because the Celtics traded away their pick. And, and let's talk about let's talk about the West. Let's trade. I don't want to see anything. Uh, that's all I got on the draft. Um, Westbrook trade. Westbrook trade. I do not like for the Lakers. Let's let's talk. What, what is the trade? Do you have it? Uh, Hold on. You sound like Darth Vader right now. Okay. Okay. That's could be worse. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Um. So Westbrook trade. What are your thoughts? Um. Here, you give your thoughts first. I'm okay. going to try to pull up the trade. I don't like it. I think that, like, can you, my question is, can you even play um, Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron at the same time? Because they just can't shoot enough. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you, everyone's putting out the Instagram, like, thing where it's, the starting five, and it's like, who's beating this team? And it's Westbrook, Kalen, Horton, Tucker, LeBron, AD, and Drummond. It's like, who's beating this team is the three-point line. Like, no one yeah. can shoot. <laughs> it's Talen Horton, We're Tucker is like your sharpshooter. I don't even know if he can shoot. So, if the, it's always the same thing with LeBron. Like, can you surround him with the right guys? And I think it's really dumb to, I mean, even like, giving up KCP like he was really helpful for them last year because of his shooting you could see how obvious that was so maybe they should get more shooters instead of getting Russell Westbrook who shoots like 30 percent he's obviously a skilled player and if they use him the right way he could be helpful but I just I'm really worried about their I feel like up to this point their team construction is pretty bad yeah, I'm, here's the deal. A quiet, the Los Angeles Lakers have acquired Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards for Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, the number two pick in the draft that happened a few days ago, and the Lakers received two second-round picks. My initial thought is 
it's gonna be a a brick house, you know, so I'm gonna Yeah, exactly. House. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's gonna be for a Lakers fan I think it could be a lot of hit or miss with some games if everyone's shooting well it's gonna look great, but uh if LeBron's not hitting his threes, if Westbrook isn't dunking on people, then uh it could get ugly. I mean, the Lakers' offense already looks kind of ugly without Westbrook. It gets kind of stagnant and, like, not people. People can't shoot last year. That's when they had shooters. But they traded shooters to get a non-shooter. They st- they're going to have to re-sign Caruso. I think losing KCP is going to be big. He played a huge part in that championship team in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2020. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. 2019, yeah. the Raptors won. Yeah, but, uh, right. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's one of these things where maybe with LeBron, Westbrook will take a backseat. I mean, LeBron, he's LeBron, but uh, yeah. just on paper, I think Buddy Heald would have been a better option for them. He's just such a natural fit with uh, AD and LeBron, and that's who actually... Uh, I think Woj tweeted they acquired Buddy Heald right as Shams or Shams or something. Like, or was it Rappaport tweeted they're getting Westbrook. So it was a little clash of the breaking news. Maybe there's some bragging rights. Maybe that's a feud that needs to be followed throughout the media. Yeah, there I saw a thing. There was like a people were counting who cuz during the NBA draft like at this point you know the pick if you're looking at Twitter like 5 minutes before the actual pick. So it was like a competition like is Shams or Woj going to get more picks? That was, that, was, that was funny. I don't know who won. I think it was pretty even from what I heard. Okay, that's good. Yeah, but something to definitely follow because that's one of the emerging... No, I'm just kidding. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, Westbrook, I think it's going to not go so well. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I think they're going to regret they didn't get Buddy healed. And, uh... They're obviously still going to be good, but I think... Just the fit with Buddy Heald would have been so much better with the shooting. He would have been able to space the floor, just jack up threes with reckless abandon, and uh, yeah, I mean we'll see. It's one of those things we kind of have to wait and see. Like it could go great. One thing I did say I like is if they just stick Westbrook with the bench, and the bench is going to be absolutely scrubs at this point. They have yeah. no cap space left. If they just stick him with the bench and just let him shoot as much as he wants and just play it only, the only time they play the three together is the start of the game, the end of the game, then uh, could go all right. But uh, not really seeing much I like in uh, L.A. besides, individually I like them. But I feel, together I think it could be a little wonky. I feel like this is a 2K My League team. It's like a you mm-hmm. trade all your bench players for your third star, and then your bench is like, a bunch of scrubs and you just go into the game plan and play all the stars 40 minutes a game like it's not a team that's deep at all it's just gonna be like LeBron AD and Westbrook and then like a bunch of scrubs yeah the thing is if they find non scrubs then like they're they'll be okay like that's the thing, but chances are they won't. It's going to be really tough with their cap situation. It's going to be so tough. 
I think a sign and trade with a uh, uh, Caruso could be in the plans. I don't know how much they're planning to give Caruso, but maybe they could pay him like ten mil and get a signing trade done. Mm-hmm. But uh, they might need. It'll him. be tough for them to add depth, like you said. Yeah. I wanna. Is that all you have on that? Yeah. I got a uh, one quick thing about the NBA draft. Kind of a late loser to throw in here. I think the draft broadcast was really bad. They tried to throw Perk on there, and if you listen to that broadcast, Perk couldn't pronounce one name that came out of that stage. <laughs> I think with the Warriors selected like yeah. Moses Moody or yeah, something, and Perk was that. struggling. He was like Moses Moody or something. I just, it was. I love Perk. I love how much he talks about Jalen Brown. <laughs> like on the on the broadcast, someone's like, "This." I think they're talking about Scotty Barnes. They're like, "Scotty Barnes looks a lot like Jalen Brown coming into the draft." A defender then goes, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! I do not agree with that comparison, Jalen Brown." And he goes to raving about Jalen Brown, but uh, I love him protecting the green. But uh, the perk on the broadcast was rough last night. Yeah, Side it's note. I. I mean, I didn't even watch it just because like you know the pick before you even see it and I didn't care that much plus I was at baseball practice um Mm -hmm. but like I think it's funny to like I'd rather watch Perk than like some buttoned up guy oh absolutely talk about like I think his game will like translate like he's on the Kings who gives a shit they're gonna win 20 games so like, I want to see Perk mess wanna, up names and yeah, argue. Exactly. So I think it's a. And good his thing. analogies are so funny. Yeah. But I. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I feel like there's something. Rogers. What else did we want to get to? Rogers. I mean, that's there's not really. So, all right. Not let's not do Rogers. Say. I'm not feeling it. This yeah, has been a long one. Do we want to do Celtics real quick or just? Oh yeah, I totally forgot. Celtics. Yeah, we gotta do Celtics. We gotta, we gotta do, do Celtics. Something. Gotta do the Celtics. All right, break down what happened yesterday. It was late, right. late night uh, trade from the season. There were two trades. One trade was Tristan Tom. It was a three-teamer, but where we only care about the Celtics. They got um, Bruno Fernando, Chris Dunn, and a second-round pick, and they gave up Tristan Thompson. And then the other one was they got Josh Richardson, and they gave up Moses Brown, who they just got for um, Kemba Walker. Wait, they gave up Moses Brown? Yes. I didn't know that? Yeah, I, I didn't know it either. So at oh first I was gosh. like, oh, Josh Richardson, that's pretty good. But I don't like this oh, move. Oh, this gets worse. I don't like it. Is Brad a bad this GM? This gets worse. I don't Brad, like it. so bad. Josh you Richardson was Carson Edwards? bad this year. No, no. Carson Edwards has no value. Moses, yeah, but there's a reason that it, he's, Moses he's Brown a lot of value. got us Josh Richardson. Well, like, I don't want Josh Richardson if we're giving up Moses Brown. Here's here's my worst case scenario. If like Josh Richardson is taking all the minutes of like Neesmith now and good. like Yeah, that's not good. And then we need a center, it's just gonna piss me off. I I'm pulling up Josh Richardson's basketball reference. He's a good it's career good player, up. but last year he was just not helpful. He shot 30. He's 3 yeah. and D, but he shot 33% from 3. That just doesn't cut it. So he's just D. But we don't need, like, 
I don't know. He's a competent NBA rotation player, so, like, yeah, I guess that's fine, but I wish we hadn't well, given up no. Moses Brown. I loved Moses. We've had him for four <laughs> years on less than a million, and I really liked the way. You put a 20 and 20 against us. That doesn't happen by accident, but I, I, I need to comprehend that. I'm in the stages of grief right now, but... Yeah. Um, Denial. Uh, that hurts. What are the stages? I yeah, I <laughs> I'm going to have to... Hold on. Like I'm denial. pulling it up. <laughs> okay, we'll figure out where yeah, I am. Yeah, we'll figure out what stage we're the on. <laughs> because I went on about Moses Brown for so long on this podcast. I, I, Moses was making a push for one of my favorite players, and he didn't even play a minute. Denial. Moses. Denial, anger, okay. bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I'm not I'm out of anger. I feel like We're I'm at, at bargaining. I'm like trying to figure out if Bruno Fernando is like as good as <laughs> Moses Brown. I'm trying to like figure yeah, out. Yeah, I'm at I'm at just pure anger right now. <laughs> Next stop for just you is bargaining. Hatred. Next stop for me is depression. <laughs> let's hope you don't get there. But yeah, uh, let's hope not. Not over Moses Brown. No tears should be lost over Moses. But uh, uh, yeah. I'm already in acceptance, so I've had my anger, but uh, Moses Brown is gone. I'm accepted it, and uh, it's all I can really think about right now because I can already envision this. Marcus Smart pass to Josh Richardson. Realizes he stinks at oh shooting, passes it back to Marcus is Smart. Is Josh Richardson Marcus the Smart next Marcus Morris? Marcus shooting, fires it up. Marcus feel, Morris could yeah. shoot, though. I don't. Maybe not. But yeah, that's a, a bad analogy. I just think he's gonna might be a no, no, yes guy. Although maybe he's a. I don't. Who knows? I let's just. Jason Tatum is <sighs> I don't like having it. a good game against the Czech Republic. Let's just focus on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's important. If Brad Stevens sucks as a GM, I'm gonna be pissed. But this could work out. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just worried about our center rotation. I mean. Rob Williams and Al Horford are the only guys I can think of. Like, it would be kind of cool if we also had Moses Brown. Is the Green Cornet still here? I don't even know. I think we have to resign. I think we should give him a match. Fun fact. I think all of our roster spots are filled, so I think uh, your boy Bruno and uh, Don are... They're probably, yeah. Hold on. Let me set up this joke. Are done. Ah. See what I did there? Yeah, I do see what you did there. Not <laughs> your best. Came up by myself, if you couldn't tell. Mm. Well, but, uh, yeah, that was yeah. an easy one. I don't... I want Lonzo. If we get Lonzo, what would be our... We get Lonzo, Lonzo's Brown, Tatum, perfect. Rob Williams, and who's the fifth what starter? Josh Richardson? or Lonzo, No, Smart. Brown, I'm sorry, Marcus. And Marcus. Yeah. Marcus. If we don't trade him, and then hold on, off the bench though. we got, we got a. Uh, we got John line. Stockton. I mean Payne Pritchard, uh, Richardson, Neesmith, Horford, Jabari Parker, Evan Fournier. Jabari, we got Jabari. Uh, all right, let's talk about Evan Fournier. Yeah. All right. You. Uh, you go first. You have yeah. the offer all right. thing. So. Uh, the Evan Fournier situation is, uh, I think we offered him four years, 80 mil, which is like 20 million a year. And uh, Good to math. put it softly, I hate that if he signs. All the uh, deals that we 
like me. It had been for guys for one year, like Richardson, one year. Horford, basically one year, if you squint hard enough. Other guys just were unloaded Kemba. Thompson, unloaded Thompson. Uh, and that opens up a lot of cap flexibility after, not this year. So the next year we'll have a lot of cap flexibility. And that's when Bradley Beal's going to be a free agent. And he already said, I think I saw something he's going to return and not be traded. So when he becomes a free agent, Jason Tatum's going to be like, yo, Bradley, let's come play for the Celtics. And then Bradley comes to the Celtics. And then we have a super team. But uh, if we give $20 million to Evan Fournier, maybe Brad, maybe Brad watched the Olympics a lot and he sees that balling and he's balling in the Olympics. But uh, I don't want it. I don't want it. He got torched by the Nets in that series. He got absolutely torched by the Nets. Yeah, I don't even really want him that. for more than like 16 or 17 mil. So if he, if they give him more, like I don't, I don't. I'm not convinced that he was that great last year. I mean, he was fine, but 20 mil is a lot, especially when you when you have guys like Tatum and Brown that are going to get it's the max, lot. then you have two max slots, and then if you also do a 20 mil slot, the guy better be pretty damn good because then you're left with, like, nothing. And then what if Rob Williams wants 20 a year, too? Then, like, you're screwed. That's a good point. I would rather wait and see what Rob wants before we pay a guy who we know what he's going to be. And that's going to be a decent player who gets can't play defense. Yeah. So uh so uh that's the um Evan Fournier. Yep, situation. Is that all you have for this episode? I feel like I think that's all I got. All right. You got um, anything? No, that's all I got. All right, wrap it up. All right. Next week, see ya.